You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Now, we've been doing this uh, with uh, various people, uh, this podcast. Uh, it started off with um, Don Scott, uh, Mike Sheehan and me, or and I, and then it became Don Scott and I, because Mike uh, uh, withdrew for um, uh, some uh, reason, which we've canvassed plenty of times. Not because he didn't like us, but because he got, uh, got shanghai by uh, the AFL. Um, and then um, Don left, and um, uh, we have Greg here who comes in every month, and we had Doug Hawkins the other day, and we have a bloke called uh, uh, Richard Wilsoncroft from um, Muff, which is the Muff. Dick which from is Muff. the, the, the uh, music um, underground something film federation or something. Uh, so the reason I'm telling you this is we have been doing it for four years and interviewed plenty of people. This, I think, uh, I think is the fourth time. Maybe it's the third, but we've certainly, this is certainly the third time, maybe the fourth time, we've had Dr. Robbie Peterson in hey, to, speak to, us, to speak to us about the ongoing saga of what is the World Health Organization, the COVID, the COVID vaccine thing, the intrusion of governments into your life, the vaccines, big pharma. I don't know what um, Robbie is on about again. And he's brought with him uh, Dr. Duncan Syme, who is the Vice President of AMPS, which is the Australian Medical Practitioners... Professional Society. Uh, I knew I'd, I'd, uh, AMPS is an acronym, as a matter of fact, mm. Greg, because you can pronounce it. The Australian Medical Practitioners Society. He's brought Dr. Duncan Syme in with him. Now, Robbie, uh, we have gone over this several times. I, you are an outlier, that is... An outlier meaning you're away from the mainstream of what your profession holds as um, true and correct about the vaccines. But there's a hell of a lot of people like you on this side of the planet where we live and on the other side of the planet that uh, back you or you back them. And there's an ongoing discussion about just where we are with what's going on with the health of the world, who's running it and why. It seems a lot of corruption, a lot of uh, dishonesty going on and it's very hard to find out what is correct. For want of a better word, I've got a feeling people will think that you and maybe I haven't heard the doc here, Dr <laughs> Duncan, maybe are a conspiracy theorist but... As people say, just because you might have an original thought that might be valid, but it's outside the mainstream, that doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. It makes you a lateral thinker. So, with all that, Doc, uh, I'll call you. I'll call you Robbie, and I'll call you Duncan. Uh, Robbie, uh, welcome to. You cannot be serious. Is it the third or fourth time? Fourth. It is fifth. Fourth or fifth? Well, shit. Uh, <laughs> four, I would have settled out. If, if I'd known it was the fifth, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. No, no, you would be. No. So, what are you on about? I've got a series of questions I'll ask you. Uh, what, what do you think we're being having the wool pulled over our eyes by the thing that crippled this nation, this state, which is COVID, or is it bigger than that? It's bigger than that, and yes, the wool has been pulled over our eyes, and the science, which is out. 
Uh, unfortunately, to Australians, it's not being released. Worldwide, there's more access, but the, the independent studies from overseas and uh, the various uh, tabulations and figures that are being given to the Australian public versus reality are two different things. But what I'm here for, uh, what Duncan and myself are here for, May the 27th, the World Health Assembly are meeting to sign 194 countries up to uh, a pandemic treaty, which is basically giving the World Health Organisation, uh, an organisation sponsored by the UN, sponsored by the World Economic Forum, it gives them total control of these of the countries of the world's management of health. and What is wrong with that? What is wrong with it is the fact that what they have put forward, they've put forward it in two documents, uh, international health regulations, which are in existence. These international health regulations used to be uh, recommendations. They're now making them binding and mandatory. They've made 307 changes and the changes within these regulations would make your blood curdle, and we'll get on to that in a little bit. Now, Dr Duncan Syme, uh, as the Vice President of the Australian Medical Practitioners Society... Professional Society. Professional, I'll get that... It's the third time I've stumbled on that. Professional Society, uh, Dr Duncan. Um, are you... Are you on board with all... Why is there such a push to, to invalidate most of what um, the World Health Forum or the World Health Organisation under Mr Tetros, whatever his name is, why is there such a push to invalidate most of all this stuff? Dr Duncan. Um, well, basically, what uh, Rob said is, is uh, absolutely correct. Um, the, these, these regulations, these legal documents, have, are going to have a profound influence on Australians' health freedom and their future prosperity. So, yeah. why? That's, I know that's a, a very, a, a very generic term. That's good, yeah. but why? Why is it? What, what you, we, we, so? If, if if someone decrees the government, the Victorian government decrees that you've got to have some more vaccines, COVID vaccines, you're saying that uh, it is the right of the general public not to not to have to succumb to this by some mandatory stroke of the pen made in Parliament that you can say no, I don't wish to do that because it's not been proven. There's been no testing. It's a bogus thing, and none of it works. And I read out the other day in front of you or someone. About, I just read them out in front of Greg. There's 20 things that said that the vaccine didn't do, uh, and it's just, but it's pushed that it did. Yeah, so that's exactly right, Sam. There's there's been a, a great deal of uh, uh, lies told by our government, um, uh, and they have uh, uh, they've been proven to be lies over the last you know three to four years, and uh, I suppose in. What I would like to say as, a, as the Australian Medical Professional Society, we are effectively the alternate AMA, and we uh, we you know, not only are we sort of defending doctors from overreach, from overzealous employers and uh, regulators, we want to bring back medicine to 
um, you know, being able to have free, open, robust debate about, you know, about medical, scientific and, you know, all other matters, not be shut down and censored by regulators and government. So your, your listeners may not be aware, and in fact many people are not aware, that um, the medical regulator put out a statement at the beginning of COVID um, which basically said doctors are not allowed to say anything uh, adverse against the vaccinations. Mm. And that basically shut down dis- proper discussion and, and, and scientific debate about a, a very new new product that had never been tested on, uh, you know, had, been, had minimal safety testing on, uh, on humans and, had, and basically skipped most of the animal studies that would normally be done for a, a medica- medical product and certainly vaccines. So most vaccines normally would take you know, seven to, to ten years to produce uh, and they, you know, they need that length of time to see if there are any sort of long-term effects. Dr and Duncan, <clears throat> um, were you aware of this at the time or is this something that now we can look back on in hindsight and say, well, you know... Uh, this was uh, this stuff was should have been known. I mean, medicine is governed by yeah the the core the cornerstone of medicine is medical ethics, mm. and that is you know the, sort of the, the Hippocratic oath, uh, the uh, the first do no harm, um, and uh, then you you look at things like the Nuremberg Code, uh, where you know basically people do not you know should not be experimented. Mm. Uh, uh, experimented on and this uh, was you know everybody higher up in the, the chain would have known that what they were doing was essentially a, an experimentation on the public and, and I think even uh, Greg Hunt the health minister at the time said this is the biggest clinical trial ever held in the uh, in the world uh, so they've uh, embarked on this and they've uh, yeah conflated the, uh, the the COVID emergency, saying it was you know, going to be cause a lot more deaths and, uh, than it actually did. And this was based on false modelling. Uh, and then they've tried to scare individuals into, um, into taking a you know, medication that uh, was basically had not had the proper safety testing. But in retrospect, didn't it save the world, the vaccine? Uh, I think there's great dispute about that. Yeah, there's yeah. many, well, many... Yeah, go well, the statistics show that in actual fact the number of people that died were no greater than the average for the previous five years and they were no greater than the average of a, a, a severe flu. It, the World Health Organisation in their propaganda around the world said that 3.4... How did they got this figure? They said 3.4% of people were going to die. I mean... You've got to be kidding me. Where could they come up with a figure like that? Mm. Well, as it turned out, it was 0.2%. And the other thing about it was, of course, 80% of the people that died were over 80 and had three or more comorbidities. So this was the greatest propaganda hysteria of all time. Yeah, and run, run by Dr Fauci in America... And it it always gets back to the political allegiances of who is running it. Uh, he started under Trump when he was the president, and Trump disputed a lot of just uh, just was doubtful and sceptical about uh, some of the things. And then Trump got run out of office or got put out of office, and Biden came in, and they just went from they just went from the ground floor to the uh, to the penthouse. Just with all this stuff that has since been since been proven to be ineffective 
and not reliable and you talk about the uh, you talk about the um, international health regulations and the pandemic treaty. Uh, no one can. Uh, and then they said that uh, it didn't come from Wuhan. It came from pan- pangolins and pangolins bloody in the wet bats. Market, yeah. And then no, uh, and it just became a complete, uh, complete exercise of corruption and dishonesty. And no one could follow it. And there's plenty of people like you. I don't know if you're speaking than factually or not there's plenty of people like you and I watch it overseas that uh, dispute all that's going on and uh, I'm wondering what role the Australian government is playing in it are they just subservient and saying if the who says jump they just saying how high or have they got a mind of their own absolutely uh, this is the real worry we have a situation where getting back to the who the who uh, early on and Trump was one he promoted uh, hydroxychloroquine and we knew that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin were really useful in fact hundreds of thousands if not millions of people could have been saved but what happened was the who said that it didn't work mm. and they said that because it enabled the release of these experimental jabs based on the fact that there was no known cure and the fact that so they therefore they had to absolutely nail hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Now we have a situation where last year the science came out on the composition of these jabs. Now, the TGA, who allowed these uh, products to be given to the Australian people, they accepted the fact that Pfizer, in particular wasn't prepared to tell what the whole composition of the vaccines were. And they accepted that. Well, we've subsequently found out that a number of extra uh, goodies in them, including a thing called SV40, which is a monkey virus component, which was used to actually help and promote another thing which is just frightening, and that was DNA. These were supposed to be messenger RNA products and DNA, which is the very core of our existence in a uh, nuclear component that was in it. So we were totally hoodwinked. Not only that, the TGA had the, the Pfizer data and as Duncan said before, the standard treatment or assessment time for a vaccine was seven to ten years. Now, and if... In that seven to ten year period, if a total of 50 people died, whether it be year two, three, five, six, once worldwide 50 people died from a vaccine trial, it was immediately stopped. Well, we now, we found out last year uh, that they had the three months, in the three months Pfizer data, that 1,226 people died in the first three months. And yet they said it was safe. Mm. So we've been hoodwinked, and now what's going on this? World Health Organization pandemic treaty is we're going. It includes apart from the health regulations, it includes we're going back to the same old. They'll have the power for lockdowns, mandates. It's yes. So the most the, the the most not serious. The most culpable thing is that the discussion the countering point of view was censored on social platforms over if you had a differing point of view from the government stated policy that backed 
uh, AstraZeneca and Pfizer and what's the other one? Uh, uh, Moderna. 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 Yeah, if, if, if you had a point of view that uh, varied from uh, what those big pharma companies were on about, even the discussion of uh, people who had a counterpoint of view was, was uh, taken off social platforms by, uh, by uh, Facebook and... Twitter. Uh, Twitter and Instagram... And that's what made it ridiculously suspicious uh, that uh, they want to hide. And then they, I think they, they, uh, they passed a a law in Congress that uh, they couldn't be held responsible or they weren't culpable for any uh, any future uh, ailments that people got uh, because it wasn't tested. It was tested as it went. Yeah, really is what people are on about. Absolutely, and and in this, you know, the, the the new international health regulations, one of the things they want, the, the WHO wants to have the power of, is exactly what we're being confronted with, the power of misinformation and disinformation, and what that gives them, they're saying that their their science is the only science, and they will not allow independent scientists or medicos to challenge their trials or their data and they want to have this so it's it's basically goodbye mm. any scientific debate and that's just one of these 307 changes it, it, it is absolutely frightening duncan what can we do about it uh well we've got to uh, educate the public uh, and it's uh, i mean this is a big that's hard to do because a lot of what you're saying runs contrary to what they've believed well, it has to be done from a grassroots base, and you know this this platform, like uh, many other, I suppose, alternate media, um, has to be the, I suppose, a, 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 you know, the broadcast. Where you're doing what the mainstream media should be doing in ha- you know uh, allowing different views to come out and people to think about uh, the alternate options, because at the moment you they're they're just still having the same propaganda shoved down their throat, and as Rob says. Uh, if these pieces of uh, um, legal documents go through by the WHO, the Australian government will be obliged to follow them and they will then use... Uh, it'll be a censorship Would on Australia steroids. Would be represented there on May 27th? Yes, there's a, at the World Health Organisation, it's, uh, it's a body of 194, uh, 194 nations and they sit round. They're basically a bunch of faceless bureaucrats who then uh, will be asked the question, we, they'll put forward these amendments, which are incredibly, uh, how would you say, they're, they're threatening to our, you know, your bodily autonomy, your civil rights, um, uh, all the sort of health freedoms you previously thought were, were present prior to COVID. But uh, this will then basically legalise, formally legalise what they've, they've done um, through the COVID period where you... And they'll all vote and it'll go through, will it? Yes, but... The, the, sorry, Doug, but the, there's another component and this is really important. The WHO is not only composed of these countries, they're also composed of uh, what they're calling public-private partnerships, which are private individuals, uh, multinationals, and including, of course, the number one anti-hero, Bill Gates. Now, these private-public partnerships with individuals, they, contri- they, they contribute 85% of the funding of, to the WHO versus the f- 15% from 
the countries. So they also have the power to make decisions on the board. So what's happening? Well, I'll give you an example of what's happening. One of the international health regulations that they've put forward and we're going to be signing up to is that new vaccines only need, you ready for this, 100-day trials. Mm. So goodbye to the 7, 10-year normal and goodbye to the fact that the Pfizer, when we actually found out the real data, which was a six-month thing, they now are saying in these international health regulation changes, you only need 100-day trials. On top of that, yeah. there'll be uh, they they want them fully indemnified. So if anything goes wrong, there's there's no uh, blame to go back onto so, the so manufacturers. You, so you come you come to uh, this uh, little podcast, and uh, we have quite a quite a big reach. But the mainstream media don't touch any of this stuff because they think it's conspiratorial. It affects their bottom line, uh, funding and advertising by big pharma. It is all just a political uh, maelstrom of people getting involved to suppress the information that they don't want their readers or viewers to have because it affects their bottom line. And um, I watched Dr Phil. I don't know if you've heard of Dr Phil. Do you remember Dr Phil? Yeah, yeah, I I can remember. Well, he was on The View, uh, which is a uh, thing on... um, television yesterday and uh, they were anti him he came on and he he said that the to lock down the schools and not uh, not give tuition to school children and underage students is the most disgraceful thing that's ever happened because they are the least vulnerable people to get any disease let alone uh, covid um, and he said it'll take generations of people he said it'll take at least a decade for those people who have uh, been not allowed to go to school because of the COVID restrictions uh, to get back on par with their learning. And he was uh, roundly condemned by the people on The View and he said it's just just a fact. He said this is uh, nonsense and the mainstream media stop doing it because it affects their bottom line. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely correct, Sam. That's, uh, it's, it's really, if people want to... Look at this, it's follow the money. Now, the people who've made the most amount of money during COVID, are, I think, are the, the, the top 10 billionaires in the country, and they've gone, you know, their, their wealth prior to COVID was, I think, 700 billion. It's now gone to 1.5 trillion. Uh, and the rest of uh, the population, the 99% of the, the rest of the world, they've, uh, they've gone backwards. And, and this essentially, what the who are doing. Um, is is there? It's a it's a grab for um, both power and money, and what I'd like to term the pandemic industrial complex. So they're setting up through these legal documents uh, a system uh, whereby they can call call a pandemic, and then they can uh, find whatever uh, pathogen they want, and and then produce uh, a vaccine to that pathogen within in the space. They can actually. Sp- produce a vaccine within two weeks with this technology um, but obviously without any safety safety mm. checks and then uh, uh, you know f- force the population potentially to have it you know they will undoubtedly use propaganda to make people scared oh you've got to take this thing because otherwise you're going to die just mm. like they they did with covid when the reality was 99 point uh, 
I think 99.75% of the population would have sailed through. So, um, and again, that was yeah, that was skewed. That the elder, elderly population had a slightly greater risk. That yeah, under 20, you uh, had essentially no risk whatsoever. And then that was also, uh, as, a, as Rob explained, yeah, it was related to comorbidities. Well, look, it's even worse. We, if we sign up to this, we're going back on steroids, what Daniel Andrews did. And it's not only that they're going to mandate, they're going to they, they'll have the provision to restrain people to forcefully give them an experimental 100-day or less experimental jab. I mean, this is a nightmare. And we're signing up to it. And the average Australian has got no idea this is what our government's going to do. And the discussion on it's been zero, it's been hush-hush, and uh, we are wanting to scream out to try and awake the public. We cannot go back to where we were before, only it's on steroids. Now, the other part of the, the, the whole thing with the World Health Organisation this pandemic treaty is its tentacles go even further to they're going to use the One Health component. And what that basically means, it gives them total control of the biosphere as well, which is plants, animals, land, and have a guess what? The magic environment. So they're going to have basically a one-world, new-world order, totalitarian world. We are basically, if we sign up to this, we're signing up to a one-world, new-world order. And Tetros, you mentioned before, Sam, at, yeah. at, the, at Davos, which happened through three weeks ago, yeah. the World Economic Forum, Tetros actually publicly said the new-world order starts with the pandemic treaty. So why... why, why, why you why do you, why you, why, <laughs> why are you going on with this? What, what? Well, it's what, called freedom. It's it's called a hundred thousand Australians gave their lives fighting for freedom. They are taking away all of our freedoms. I, I do know what you said, Duncan. About uh, uh, they had a, a covert camera. Covert means secret, does it? Not overt. They had a covert camera at an employee of Pfizer. You would know this. Yeah. Over a drink. Uh, yep. at a bar, and he said they were developing infections or pandemics so that they could get ahead of the curve and have a vaccine ready when it was released onto the market, the infections, they could had a, had a, um, a, a vaccine ready to go. To, uh, to go. So they were developing things that they wanted to... They were developing... They were developing the cause... So that they had the cure, they were developing the effect, so that they had the cure when it came onto the market. Completely bogus and dishonest. Absolutely, and this and is, he was sacked. Yeah, this this is being stated. They have stated that they totally accept that countries around the world will develop new pathogens. I mean, this is insanity, but they're encouraging that. So, anyhow. Not sure. I just feel like as if we've been shot in the guts. I mean, it's, well, it's so hard look to what, look what come to grips said with. And we, what's happened in this country is that the media's been taken over and the information that came out that, that Sam mentioned before with regards to all the scientists that were writing into Twitter during the pandemic, they were totally censored. 
because they weren't following the narrative. They were screaming blue murder, saying lockdowns with a, a respiratory virus were, was the worst thing you could possibly do, and it was all censored. Um, what, what we're trying to do is to awaken people, and we really need people. This is we are on the edge of a cliff here. This is it is virtually a coup. We're in the middle of a coup with regards to our sovereignty and our democracy. It's this serious, that serious. At the moment, at this point in time, Duncan and myself are connected with about 24, 25 other organisations. We're called the Aligned Council of Australia and it's a number of different organisations who are all awake up to the who and we, at the moment we have around a bit over 500,000 people. And what we're trying to do over this next three months mm. before May the 27th is to urge people to go and read up on The Who. Go to AustraliaExitsTheWho.com and look and see exactly what's going on because we are fighting for our freedom here and we need people to go and have a look and then we need to have the most incredible pressure put on our parliamentarians to at least have a debate because this is being pushed through under the cover. Yeah. So I, I've read this out before, but this was what a finding came from the people who um, are on your side of what uh, goes on about all this. And this is what they said about uh, the origins of COVID. They says they lied. I'll just get it back. It keeps going off. They lied about COVID death statistics. They lied that there was no treatment. They lied about ventilators. They lied about hospitals were overflowing. They lied about masks. They lied about lockdowns. They lied about uh, uh, outdoor transmission. They lied about safety vaccines. They lied about uh, the extent of the vaccine injuries. They lied about calling the shots vaccines. They lied about the need for vaccine passports. They lied about... Um, the rates of myocarditis, whatever yeah. that is, they lied about excess deaths and they lied about the claim uh, that they were following the science. So that was uh, someone that uh, that was a group of people who uh, has since came out and studied all all that about what was going on in the states. And it, as I say, it just became a political um, a political battle between what Trump, when he started it. Uh, when, when he was in charge and what Biden did uh, when he was in charge and he sided with Dr Fauci and those people said that, released that report, said that it was completely uh, bogus. And um, So we will be accused of uh, promoting um, um, uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theorists theory. and they'll say you've got nah. a couple of wackos on here and, and we would only just say, we would suggest uh, that if anyone disagrees, plenty would, we'd love to have someone give a counter point of view because I have not really any idea what I'm talking about. Happy to say that, but uh, yeah. we just follow the uh, information that's given in front of us. Just and, quickly, um, Sam. Um, yes. Amps have got this book, yeah. <clears throat> uh, Too Many Dead, An Inquiry into Australia's Excess Mortality. What's this about, Duncan? So uh, this was uh, Amps, the, the, the executive at Amps, decided uh, after... Uh, the Bureau of Statistics showed that there has been a, uh, a rising all-cause mortality in Australia since the rollout of the injections, mm. uh, which has been persistent um, for, I think was three it, for close to three years, uh, when normally, normally all-cause mortality is a very constant figure. It, we saw it rise not you know, during the COVID, sort of early COVID 
period in Australia, but it started rising after the rollout of the injections. And uh, Senator Ralph Babette of uh, the United Australia Party put a... uh, uh, a motion to the, the Senate. Now, government to say, listen, this is pretty unusual. Uh, shouldn't we be looking into this? And it got voted down by the Senate, and not once but twice. And so we said, well, nobody's talking about this. The media aren't talking about this. We need to, we need to look into this ourselves. So we uh, commissioned, uh, I think there's about 31 authors in here, or 17 papers, looking at into why... Uh, Australia and basically all the other heavily vaccinated countries around the world were having the same effect of rising rising uh, dead in their population yeah, above what would be expected, significantly rising. And uh, all the uh, governments around the world were ignoring it. Uh, and so we commissioned this book and uh, it, it's got some you know, uh, very well-credentialed authors so talking about the, what, why the, the causes could be. So are you two boys ostracised or marginalised in the uh, medical profession for your stance or are you embraced by a fair number of people who are on your side? There's a growing number. As I said, Sam, last year a lot of scientific information came out about what was actually in the jabs, which they had totally covered up, and it's, it's a growing industry. Just adding to what Duncan said, this is quite incredible. I'm... I'm bringing up the fact that the the chief data analyst of New Zealand Health... Yes. ..he announced in November he did an analysis of all the jabs in New Zealand and he found this incredible, absolute nightmare where he had the data of over 4 million jabs, knew every single location, time, place. One in 1,000 people that were given Pfizer died and he was able to locate 23 different sites, injection sites where would you believe it, in one of them there was 100% fatality within 6 months, going all the way down to 4 or 5% he released this to the world and he was promptly arrested that night and he's got a court case coming up but we have the feeling that they're going to... Pay, and he released the data all around the world, except for one thing. Did, did you hear about it in Australia? No. No. We seem to be one of the few, so, ca- one of the few countries that aren't aware of this whistleblower. Mm. Um, Mr Young from the New Zealand Health. It, it, this is unbelievable. So, finally, doctors, whoever is running this state in the future... If they decide that there's a pandemic about to hit us again and it is mandatory to go and have uh, a vaccine, uh, you would say uh, you would say that we should uh, resist that entirely if you wanted to, or can you be compelled? Can the government compel you to go and have an injection against your will if you can't? If you not by not having it, you can't go about your place of business. You can't go into a shop. You can't drive for fifteen yeah, kilometres well, outside. You. What is all that about? Okay, so yesterday Queensland law decision was made against the uh, uh, the Queensland government, the police department, where and uh, the, the court things. The court found that it was against natural justice that mandates are in place. And so mandates 
are against infringement you. on your human rights. Absolutely, and and that's uh, it's in the Nuremberg Code. It's actually in our vaccination oh, code. Nuremberg. Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, so mandates jabs the whole shebang. It's it's against our freedom. Right. And as I said, you know, hundred thousand people. Well, we're all can. dancing to the same tune. So, uh, and uh, if you have to come in again for the sixth time, Doc, and uh, <laughs> clarify this, I'll have I don't know what I'll do. I'll, I'll have a meltdown. Uh, so, thanks again. It's a, it's a very interesting thing, and it is the health of the world are being uh, run, pulled, and tugged and pushed by political interest. And somewhere in between uh, who's doing the pulling and who's doing the pushing, the truth prevails. So we'll just keep on this, Greg, and it's been a uh, thank you, Dr Duncan Syme. I'll just thank get you, this Sam. right. Thank he you is the Vice President of the Australian Medical Professional... That's the one. ...society. Is that right? Yep. That's it. Professional Got Society. It. And Dr. Robbie Peterson is an ex-North Melbourne footballer who kicked, I think, seven goals in his last game and then got the arse, didn't you? <laughs> no, nearly. Now, yeah. what? You'll clear that up for us. <laughs> what happened? Uh, no, I retired when I graduated, so... Uh, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. It sounded better what I said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for coming in to... Uh, you, can, you cannot be serious, what you've said. So, fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot, Sam. Here we go. Thanks, yeah, Greg. What Thanks, am I Sam. doing? Thanks, I'm Greg. doing this.